This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eric Ray, St. Louis, Missouri. Paradise Lost by John Milton. Book Six, Part Two. Now night her course began, and over heaven inducing darkness, grateful truce imposed, and silence on the odious din of war. Under her cloudy covert both retired, victor and vanquished. On the foughten field, Michael and his angels prevalent in camping, placed in guard their watches round, cherubic waving fires. On other part, Satan with his rebellious disappeared, far in the dark dislodged, and void of rest, his potentate to counsel called by night and in the mist thus undismayed began oh now in danger tried now known in arms not to be overpowered companions dear found worthy not of liberty alone to mean pretense but what we more affect honor dominion glory and renown who have sustained one day in doubtful fight and if one day why not eternal days what heaven's lord had powerfulest to send against us from about his throne and judge sufficient to subdue us to his will but proves not so then fallible it seems of future we may deem him though till now omniscient thought true is less firmly armed some disadvantage we endured and pain till now not known but known as soon contemned since now we find this our imperial form incapable of mortal injury imperishable and though pierced with wounds soon closing and by native vigor healed of evil then so small as easy think the remedy perhaps more valid arms weapons more violent when next we meet may serve to better us and worse our foes or equal what between us made the odds in nature none if other hidden cause left them superior while we can preserve unhurt our minds and understanding sound due search and consultation will disclose he sat and in the assembly next up stood nisroch of principalities the prime as one he stood escaped from cruel fight sore toiled his riven arms to havoc hewn and cloudy in aspect thus answering spake deliverer from new lords leader to free enjoyment of our right as gods yet hard for gods and too unequal work we find against unequal arms to fight in pain against unpained impassive from which evil ruin must needs ensue for what avails valor or strength though matchless quelled with pain which all subdues and makes remiss the hands of mightiest sense of pleasure we may well spare out of life perhaps and not repine but live content which is the calmest life but pain is perfect misery, the worst of evils, and excessive overturns all patience. He who therefore can invent with what more forcible we may offend our yet unwounded enemies, or arm ourselves with like defense, to me deserves no less than for deliverance what we owe. Whereto with look composed Satan replied, Not uninvented that which thou aright beliefed so main to our success I bring which of us who beholds the bright surface of this ethereous mould whereon we stand this continent of spacious heaven adorned with plant fruit 
flower ambrosial, gems and gold, whose eye so superficially surveys these things, as not to mind from whence they grow deep underground, materials dark and crude, of spiritous and fiery spume, till touched with heaven's ray and tempered, they shoot forth so beauteous, opening to the ambient light. These in their dark nativity the deep shall yield us, pregnant with infernal flame, which into hollow engines long and round, thick rammed, at thother bore with touch of fire, dilated and infuriate, shall send forth from far with thundering noise among our foes, such implements of mischief as shall dash to pieces, and o'erwhelm whatever stands adverse, that they shall fear we have disarmed the thunderer of his only dreaded bolt. Nor long shall be our labor, yet ere dawn effect shall end our wish. Meanwhile revive, abandon fear. To strength and counsel joined think nothing hard, much less to be despaired. He ended, and his words their drooping cheer enlightened, and their languished hope revived. The invention all admired, and each how he to be the inventor missed, so easy it seemed once found, which yet unfound most would have thought impossible. Yet haply of thy race in future days, if malice should abound, some one intent on mischief or inspired with devilish machination might devise like instrument to plague the sons of men for sin, on war and mutual slaughter bent. Forthwith from counsel to the work they flew, none arguing stood, innumerable hands were ready, in a moment up they turned wide the celestial soil, and saw beneath the originals of nature in their crude conception. Sulfurous and nitrous foam they found, they mingled, and with subtle art concocted and adjusted they reduced to blackest grain, and into store conveyed, part hidden veins digged up, nor hath this earth entrails unlike, of mineral and stone whereof to found their engines and their balls of missive ruin, part incentive reed provide, pernicious with one touch to fire. So all ere dayspring under conscious night secret they finished, and in order set, with silent circumspection unespied. Now when fair morn orient in heaven appeared, up rose the victor angels, and to arms the matin trumpet sung. In arms they stood of golden panoply, refulgent host soon banded. Others from the dawning hills looked round, and scouts each coast light-armed scour, each quarter to descry the distant foe, where lodged or whither fled, or if for fight, in motion or in alt. Him soon they met under spread ensigns moving nigh, in slow but firm battalion. Back with speediest sail Zephiel, of cherubim the swiftest wing came flying, and in mid-air aloud thus cried, Arm, warriors, arm for fight, the foe at hand whom fled we thought, will save us long pursuit this day, fear not his flight. So thick a cloud he comes, and settled in his face I see sad resolution and secure. Let each his adamantine coat gird well, and each fit well his helm, grip fast his orbed shield, borne even or high, for this day will pour down, if I conjecture aught, no drizzling shower, but rattling storm of arrows barbed with fire. So warned he them aware themselves, and soon in order quit of all impediment. Instant without disturb they took alarm, and onward move embattled, when behold, not distant far, with heavy pace the foe approaching, gross and huge, in hollow cube training his devilish enginery, 
impaled on every side with shadowing squadrons deep to hide the fraud. At interview both stood a while, but suddenly at head appeared Satan, and thus was heard commanding loud, Vanguard, to right and left the front unfold, that all may see who hate us, how we seek peace and composure, and with open breast stand ready to receive them, if they like our overture and turn not back perverse. But that I doubt, however witness heaven. Heaven, witness thou anon, while we discharge freely our part. Ye who appointed stand, do as you have in charge, and briefly touch what we propound, and loud that all may hear. So scoffing in ambiguous words, he scarce had ended, when to right and left the front divided and to either flank retired, which to our eyes discovered new and strange, a triple-mounted row of pillars laid on wheels, for like to pillars most they seemed, or hollowed bodies made of oak or fir with branches lopped, in wood or mountain felled. Brass, iron, stony mold had not their mouths with hideous orifice gaped on us wide, portending hollow truce. At each behind a seraph stood, and in his hand a reed stood waving tipped with fire, while we suspense, collected, stood within our thoughts amused. Not long, for sudden, all at once, their reeds put forth, and to a narrow vent applied with nicest touch. Immediate in a flame, but soon obscured with smoke, all heaven appeared from those deep-throated engines belched, whose roar emboweled with outrageous noise the air, and all her entrails tore, disgorging foul their devilish glut, chained thunderbolts and hail of iron globes, which on the victor host leveled, with such impetuous fury smote, that whom they hit, none on their feet might stand, though standing else as rocks, but down they fell by thousands, angel on archangel rolled, the sooner for their arms, unarmed they might have easily as spirits evaded swift by quick contraction or remove. But now foul dissipation followed, and forced rout, nor served it to relax their serried files. What should they do? If on they rushed, repulse repeated, and indecent overthrow doubled, would render them yet more despised, and to their foes a laughter. For in view stood ranked of seraphim, another row in posture to displode their second tire of thunder. Back defeated to return, they worse abhorred. Satan beheld their plight, and to his mates thus in derision called, O friends, why come not on these victors proud, ere while they fierce were coming, and when we to entertain them fair with open front and breast, what could we more? Propounded terms of composition, straight they changed their minds, flew off, and into strange vagaries fell, as they would dance, yet for a dance they seemed somewhat extravagant and wild, perhaps for joy of offered peace. But I suppose if our proposals once again were heard, we should compel them to a quick result. To whom thus Belial in like gamesome mood? Leader, the terms we sent were terms of weight, of hard contents, and full of force urged home, such as we might perceive amused them all, and stumbled many who receives them right, had need from head to foot well understand. Not understood, this gift they have besides, they show us when our foes walk not upright. So they among themselves in pleasant vein stood scoffing, heightened in their thoughts beyond all doubt of victory, eternal might to match with their inventions they presumed so easy, 
and of his thunder made a scorn, and all his host derided while they stood a while in trouble, but they stood not long. Rage prompted them at length, and found them arms against such hellish mischief fit to oppose. Forthwith, behold the excellence, the power which God hath in his mighty angels placed. Their arms away they threw, and to the hills, for earth hath this variety from heaven of pleasure situate in hill and dale. Light as the lightning glimpse they ran, they flew, from their foundations loosening to and fro, they plucked the seated hills with all their load, rocks, waters, woods, and by the shaggy tops uplifting, bore them in their hands. Amaze be sure, and terror seized the rebel host, when coming towards them so dread they saw, the bottom of the mountains upward turned, till on those cursed engines triple row, they saw them whelmed, and all their confidence, under the weight of mountains buried deep. Themselves invaded next, and on their heads main promontories flung, which in the air came shadowing, and oppressed whole legions armed. Their armor helped their harm, crushed in and bruised into their substance pent, which wrought them pain implacable, and many a dolorous groan long struggling underneath, ere they could wind out of such prison, though spirits of purest light. Purest at first, now gross by sinning grown. The rest in imitation to like arms betook them, and the neighboring hills uptore. So hills amid the air encountered hills hurled to and fro with jaculation dire, that underground they fought in dismal shade, infernal noise. War seemed a civil game to this uproar. Horrid confusion heaped upon confusion rose, and now all heaven had gone to rack with ruin overspread, had not Almighty Father where he sits, shrined in his sanctuary of heaven secure, consulting on the sum of things, foreseen this tumult, and permitted all, advised, that his great purpose he might so fulfill, to honor his anointed Son avenged upon his enemies, and to declare all power on him transferred, whence to his Son the assessor of his throne he thus began. Effulgence of my glory, Son beloved, Sun in whose face invisible is beheld visibly what by deity I am, and in whose hand what by decree I do, second omnipotence, two days are past, two days as we compute the days of heaven, since Michael and his powers went forth to tame these disobedient. Sore hath been their fight, as likeliest was when two such foes met armed. For to themselves I left them, and thou knowst, equal in their creation they were formed, save what sin hath impaired, which yet hath wrought insensibly, for I suspend their doom, whence in perpetual fight they needs must last endless, and no solution will be found. War wearied hath performed what war can do, and to disordered rage let loose the reins with mountains as with weapons armed, which makes wild work in heaven and dangerous to the main. Two days are therefore past, the third is thine. For thee I have ordained it, and thus far have suffered that the glory may be thine of ending this great war, since none but thou can end it. Into thee such virtue and grace immense I have transfused, that all may know in heaven and hell 
thy power above compare, and this perverse commotion govern thus to manifest thee worthiest to be heir of all things, to be heir and to be king by sacred unction, thy deserved right. Go then, thou mightiest in thy father's might, ascend my chariot, guide the rapid wheels that shake heaven's basis, bring forth all my war, my bow and thunder, my almighty arms gird on, and sword upon thy puissant thigh. Pursue these sons of darkness, drive them out from all heaven's bounds into the utter deep. There let them learn as likes them to despise God and Messiah his anointed king. He said, and on his son with rays direct shone full, he all his father full expressed ineffably into his face received, and thus the filial godhead answering spake. O father, O supreme of heavenly thrones, first, highest, holiest, best, thou always seekst to glorify thy son, I always thee as is most just. This I my glory account, my exaltation and my whole delight, that thou in me well pleased declarest thy will fulfilled, which to fulfill is all my bliss. Scepter and power thy giving I assume, and gladlier shall resign, when in the end thou shalt be all in all, and I in thee for ever, and in me all whom thou lovest. But whom thou hatest I hate, and can put on thy terrors as I put thy mildness on, image of thee in all things, and shall soon, armed with thy might, rid heaven of these rebelled, to their prepared ill mansion driven down to chains of darkness, and the undying worm that from thy just obedience could revolt, whom to obey is happiness entire. Then shall thy saints unmixed, and from them pure far separate, circling thy holy mount, unfeigned hallelujahs to thee sing hymns of high praise, and I among them chief. So said, he or his scepter bowing rose from the right hand of glory where he sate, and the third sacred morn began to shine dawning through heaven. Forth rushed with whirlwind sound the chariot of paternal deity, flashing thick flames, wheel within wheel, undrawn, itself instinct with spirit but convoyed by four cherubic shapes. Four faces each had wondrous, as with stars their bodies all and wings were set with eyes, with eyes the wheels of beryl, and careering fires between. Over their heads a crystal firmament, whereon a sapphire throne, inlaid with pure amber and colors of the showery arch. He in celestial panoply, all armed of radiant urim, work divinely wrought, ascended. At his right hand victory sate eagle-winged, beside him hung his bow and quiver with three-bolted thunder stored, and from about him fierce effusion rolled of smoke and bickering flame and sparkles dire, attended with ten thousand thousand saints. He onward came, far off his coming shone, and twenty thousand, I their number heard, chariots of God, half on each hand were seen 
He on the wings of cherub rode sublime on the crystalline sky, in sapphire throned, illustrious far and wide, but by his own first seen, then unexpected joy surprised when the great ensign of Messiah blazed aloft by angels born, his sign in heaven, under whose conduct Michael soon reduced his army, circumfused on either wing, under their head embodied all in one. Before him, power divine his way prepared. At his command, the uprooted hills retired each to his place. They heard his voice and went obsequious. Heaven his wanted face renewed, and with fresh florets hill and valley smiled. This saw his hapless foes, but stood obdured, and to rebellious fight rallied their powers insensate, hope conceiving from despair. In heavenly spirits, could such perverseness dwell? But to convince the proud, what signs avail or wonders move the obdurate to relent? They hardened more by what might most reclaim, grieving to see his glory, at the sight took envy, and aspiring to his height, stood re-embattled fierce, by force or fraud weaning to prosper, and at length prevail against God and Messiah, or to fall in universal ruin last, and now to final battle drew, disdaining flight or faint retreat, when the great Son of God to all his host on either hand thus spake. Stand still in bright array, ye saints, here stand ye angels armed, this day from battle rest. Faithful hath been your warfare, and of God accepted, fearless in his righteous cause, and as ye have received, so have ye done invincibly. But of this cursed crew, the punishment to other hand belongs. Vengeance is his, or whose he soul appoints. Number to this day's work is not ordained, nor multitude. Stand only and behold God's indignation on these godless poured by me. Not you, but me they have despised, yet envied. Against me is all their rage, because the Father, to whom in heaven supreme kingdom and power and glory appertains, hath honored me according to his will. Therefore to me their doom he hath assigned, that they may have their wish, to try with me in battle which the stronger proves, they all or I alone against them, since by strength they measure all, of other excellence not emulous, nor care who them excels, nor other strife with them do I vouchsafe. So spake the son, and into terror changed his countenance too severe to be beheld, and full of wrath bent on his enemies. At once the four spread out their starry wings, with dreadful shade contiguous, and the orbs of his fierce chariot rolled, as with the sound of torrent floods or of a numerous host. He on his impious foes right onward drove, gloomy as night. Under his burning wheels the steadfast Empyrean shook throughout, all but the throne itself of God. Full soon among them he arrived, in his right hand grasping ten thousand thunders, which he sent before them, such as in their souls in fixed plagues. They astonished all resistance lost, all courage. Down their idle weapons dropped, 
O'er shields and helms and helmed heads he rode of thrones and mighty seraphim prostrate, that wished the mountains now might be again thrown on them as a shelter from his ire. Nor less on either side tempestuous fell his arrows, from the fourfold visaged four distinct with eyes, and from the living wheels distinct alike with multitude of eyes, one spirit in them ruled, and every eye glared lightning and shot forth pernicious fire among the accursed, that withered all their strength and of their wonted vigor left them drained, exhausted, spiritless, afflicted, fallen. Yet half his strength he put not forth, but checked his thunder in mid-volley, for he meant not to destroy, but root them out of heaven. The overthrown he raised, and as a herd of goats or timorous flock together thronged, drove them before him thunderstruck, pursued with terrors and with furies to the bounds and crystal wall of heaven, which opening wide rolled inward, and a spacious gap disclosed into the wasteful deep. The monstrous sight struck them with horror backward, but far worse urged them behind. Headlong themselves they threw down from the verge of heaven, eternal wrath burnt after them to the bottomless pit. Hell heard the unsufferable noise, Hell saw heaven ruining from heaven, and would have fled affrighted, but strict fate had cast too deep her dark foundations, and too fast had bound. Nine days they fell, confounded chaos roared, and felt tenfold confusion in their fall through his wild anarchy, so huge a rout encumbered him with ruin. Hell at last yawning received them whole, and on them closed, hell their fit habitation, fraught with fire unquenchable, the house of woe and pain. Disburdened heaven rejoiced, and soon repaired her mural breach, returning whence it rolled. Sole victor from the expulsion of his foes, Messiah his triumphal chariot turned, to meet him all his saints who silent stood, eyewitness of his almighty acts, with jubilee advanced. And as they went, shaded with branching palm, each order bright sung triumph, and him sung victorious king, son, heir, and lord, to him dominion given, worthiest to reign. He celebrated, rode triumphant through mid-heaven, into the courts and temple of his mighty father throned on high, who into glory him received, where now he sits at the right hand of bliss. Thus measuring things in heaven by things on earth at thy request, and that thou mayest beware by what is past, to thee I have revealed what might else to human race been hid, the discord which befell, and war in heaven among the angelic powers, and the deep fall of those too high aspiring, who rebelled with Satan, he who envies now thy state, who now is plotting how he may seduce thee also from obedience, that with him, bereaved of happiness, thou mayst partake his punishment, eternal misery, which would be all his solace and revenge, as a despite done against the Most High, thee once to gain companion of his woe. But listen not to his temptations, warn thy weaker, let it profit thee to have heard by terrible example the reward of disobedience. Firm they might have stood, yet fell. Remember, and fear to transgress. End of Book 6, Part 2